0: are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today we are brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. It is Tuesday, October 12th, 2021. I am your host, Ty Dane Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C pat11, that's C P A T one one. All of that is also in the description of this episode. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more. Also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information. On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, it is mock trade Tuesday. We are going to be looking at some of the weirdest and wackiest mariners trade proposals we can find on BaseballTradeValues.com. It's uh, quite the experience, and who knows? Maybe there's a good one that sneaks on through. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We'd greatly appreciate it. Before we get into the trades, let's talk about arbitration projections. MLBTradeRumors.com came through with their annual uh, arbitration projections for the uh, 2022 offseason. The Mariners have nine guys arbitration eligible this off season, no real surprises here, except for one that we'll talk about in a second. But, uh, Mitch Hanniger is, uh, Projected to earn $8.5 million in arbitration this year. Drew Steckenrider, $2.1 million. Tom Murphy, $1.7 million. JP Crawford, $5 million. Diego Castillo, $2.6 million. Paul Sewald, $1.8 million. Casey Sadler, $1.3 million. Dylan Moore, $1.6 million. And then there's Luis Torrens, who, Colby, you and I both. Don't think is actually arbitration eligible, but they have him on here.
1: Yeah, Terence, I'm I'm pretty convinced is not going to be arbitration eligible. Uh, based on my understanding, he missed Super Two status by about forty days. So, unless there's some kind of rule that I'm unaware of, I, I think that's a mistake on their part. But uh, no, it's 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 nice to have some numbers. And and while these aren't official, um, you know, the these projections have proven to be pretty reliable, uh, you know, over, over the years, uh, they might be off by a couple hundred thousand dollars, but for the most part, they, they are right on. And there's very few exceptions to, uh, to big misses by these guys. So it's nice to have these numbers to plug into our spreadsheet and we can kind of start to, to build a a plan around this, knowing exactly how much money, uh, the team is going to have on its payroll or, or at least a rough estimation, uh, to start the off season. Um, These numbers all look about right to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I I personally wouldn't offer Dylan Moore a contract at $1.6 million. Um, If I could trade Drew Steckenrider and and shave that $2 million, uh, I would do that so long as it does, you know, it's for something that helps my team. But uh, yeah, these numbers look about right to me. So uh, no, uh, no major complaints.
0: Yeah. Uh, So if the, uh, if the numbers are correct, and uh, and Terenz is included in this. And, and again, we we're pretty sure he's not eligible, but we'll just go along with that for now that that with what MLB trade rumors is saying that he is eligible. And so at that point, if they pick up all of those at those numbers, uh, that would be twenty six point two million dollars in our money for those nine guys. Where would that put the Mariners, Colby?
1: Uh, depending on options and the buyouts uh, for Kyle Seager and based on what we know or what we think we know, uh, Seager's buyout is going to be about $2 million. I'm assuming that Yusei Kikuchi is going to pick up his player option. So that would land the Mariners somewhere between 55 to $60 million, um, mm-hmm. you know, million payroll-wise uh, heading into the offseason.
0: And where did they finish the year?
1: Uh, they finished at about 84, 85, right around there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get back to this year, they'll have to, uh, this year's spending, they'll have to spend somewhere between, again, depending on the actual final numbers, uh, somewhere between 25 to $30 million. And that's just to get back to this year's payroll.
0: Yeah. And of course, Jerry DePoto saying last week that he has been given the green light to, um, you know, ex- expand uh, the Mariners payroll significantly we'll see how that all plays out but you can expect the mariners to at least spend you know 30 million dollars this offseason uh and uh seems like more as well on top of that so uh before we hop on over to our next segment uh colby any any other names on here from some of the other teams that stood out to you potentially as uh you know guys that might get non-tendered guys that the mariners could look to acquire on the cheap if their team doesn't want to pay them that number Uh, Anyone like that that you saw just glancing at this list?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, there's there's a few. No no major players uh, as usual Mm -hmm. are likely to get non tendered. uh, But some useful bench pieces like Alex Dickerson, uh, who had a pretty Mm -hmm. good 2019 and 2020, struggled this year. But you know, three million dollars for a a strong Mm -hmm. side platoon bat, you could do worse. Um, You know, there's again, there's not a lot of, of. obvious like no they're not going to pay that uh, Giovanni Gallegos of the Cardinals at $2.8 he's probably worth that but again it's $3 million for a reliever any reliever that's making more than you know two and a half three million bucks is, is probably somebody to watch because they're largely replaceable um, Eric Lauer of the Brewers at $2.7 That's that's pretty reasonable mm-hmm. but the Brewers have 14 guys who are arbitration eligible? Mm. They're not big spenders traditionally. Uh, they don't have a big payroll this year, anyways, and they are looking at guys like Woodruff and Hader and and Burns who are going to be looking at extensions possibly soon. So I, I think they might try to shave a couple million bucks here and there off of this roster. So uh, Eric Lauer seems to be one that stands out there. Um, you know, you go down to what the Rays, the Rays, and the Yankees. They have a lot of uh, arb guys as well. The Yankees have 19 ARB eligible players. Uh, Guys like Glaber Torres and Clint Frazier, who might be on the outs anyways, with their payroll, uh, Glaber's going to be about six and a half million, and Frazier's going to be at about two. So, not not that the Yankees can't absorb those, but they just might not want to. Um, So, those two guys are are players I'd watch. And, and, uh, you know, if you're looking for kind of a long term play here, the Tigers aren't going to pay Matthew Boyd seven point three million dollars to not pitch in twenty twenty two. Um so if Seattle can give Boyd a, you know, one year or sorry, a, a two year deal where the first year he's making one million dollars and the next year, you know, he's making six million dollars with, you know, uh some incentives in some and hopes. things like that. Uh yeah. then I, I think that makes some sense too. So not a lot out there that yeah. just kind of jumps off the the page for you, but uh, there are some some guys, mostly bench and and uh, you know lottery ticket types, but uh, they are out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of other guys that stood out to me: uh, Kyle Freeland, uh, Rockies left handed mm-hmm. pitcher at seven million dollars. Uh, he's been not super good uh, the last few years, uh, really since that twenty eighteen year where he popped. Um, this year, four three three ERA. You know, doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Walks are just kind of middle of the pack. Um, the Mariners have quite a few pitchers that that fit in that Freeland um, area. Uh, so I don't know how much of a uh, how much, you know, how appealing that would be uh, to go after Freeland, whether he's non tendered or whether he's dangled out in the trade market. Of course, the Rockies are trying to limit payroll right now where they are. So we'll see on that. And he's just not super exciting. So maybe if the Mariners want some safety in the rotation, which honestly, he doesn't even provide that much of as well. He's been hurt last couple of years. So eh, I don't know. Uh, but maybe that's a guy to look at. Tony Kemp at, a, at 2 million, uh, 2.2 million might be interesting since he's on the A's. Um, Ad- Adalberto Mondesi, who you've, uh, you've started to really like for the Mariners as a fit. Uh, they have him projected for $3.2 million. Uh, in Kansas City, obviously Kansas City is one of the few teams that last year with, you know, owners kind of crying cheap, crying poor after the pandemic, um, you know, the effects of the initial effects of the pandemic, uh, they actually went out and spent some. So they'll probably give him that, but he hasn't been very good. He really hasn't played like a three million dollar player over the last couple of years. So yeah. Um, yeah, those those might be some guys for the Mariners to look at, but overall, no uh, no big surprises, no no guys that really uh, jump out too much for the Mariners or around the league. Uh, but we're gonna talk about some uh, some trades and some trade targets that they might be interested in in just some moment. But real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked Mariners is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Colby, you and I when we're just off air, you know, just talking crap, all that stuff, you know, we usually like to go to trade uh, baseballtradevalues.com and uh have a good time looking at some of the ridiculous trade proposals that people make on there. Uh for those that are listening that don't know what baseballtradevalues.com is, It's a website that evaluates players and allows you to craft your own trades. It's very easy to use. And a lot of people have been uh, using it for quite some time to make their own trade proposals. And uh, the valuations that the website puts on players is uh, not great. It's very rare that they're accurate on the trade values. But... uh, yeah, uh, so it's it's offered some uh, some comedy for us, and we wanted to incorporate it in this show now that we've uh, switched over to our, our off season programming. So, Colby, let's uh, let's look at some of these trades here that you've compiled. We're gonna be doing this every week on Tuesdays, and uh, <laughs> let's see what people have come up with for the Seattle Mariners.
1: Yeah, so there's uh, some good ones, some some flat out awful ones that are in here for comic relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also worth noting that baseball trade values, not a good source. Um, you know, for example, Marco Gonzalez is, is, you know, like a 2.2 2 and, uh, you know, like Drew Steckenrider is like a six. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not perfect, but it is, uh, it is a fun tool to use. And, uh, it certainly is, uh, something that a lot of people like to, uh, to mess around with and, uh, we do too. So let's uh, let's dive right in here. This is this first trade is especially for you, Ty, um, because I know you're a big fan of this player. But this price, it, it matches up pretty fairly on the uh, on the old baseball trade value scale. But I don't know about this price. <laughs> so trade number one: Zach Deloach and Brandon okay. Williamson for Wilson Contreras. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I, I could see one of those guys going in a trade for Contreras but not both. Uh Contreras is is uh let's see here. What what was Contreras uh on the uh on the MLB trade rumors projections. He is scheduled to he's projected to make 8.7 million dollars this offseason. This is a team that's trying to significantly cut down payroll and uh rebuild. Um they're going to want to get rid of that contract, obviously not for free. They're not going to non-tender him. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that he's going to get them two top ten prospects from one of the be- best farm systems in baseball. Maybe one of them,
1: but not two. You think Zach Deloach is a top ten prospect in the Mariner system?
0: Hmm. He's close.
1: Yeah. Is he? Hmm.
0: He's probably like 13, 12. Yeah, okay, you know. yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so um that was trade number one. That was just for you. So you say mm. you would trade one of them but not both for Contreras. I I don't yeah. know that I'd trade Williamson for Contreras. <sighs> but I mean like I wouldn't be like upset if they it's did. cutting
0: it close. Yeah. But if they made that trade and Brenna, you know, and you, you saw it come across the board, eh. It would hurt, but I'm
1: eh. Got Wilson Contreras. Yeah, it's good I, I would think. I would think it's like you know, not ideal cost, but it is a catcher, and there's not a lot of good ones, and he is yeah. a good one. So you you understand yeah, why he's they good would defensively, that. and yep. he produces at the plate as well. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I to- I would totally get it. All right. Um. Mm-hmm. So now, do you want the do you want the the bad bad trade or do you want maybe a yeah? Let's, that,
0: let's hear, uh, a, let's, hear a, let's hear a bad bad trade because you know I built it up that this that website is ridiculous. So let's let's show our listeners that might not be familiar with this website how ridiculous it can get.
1: All right. So this is the worst one I saw on the board today. Um, mm-hmm. Ty France, Marco yeah. Gonzalez, okay. and Paul Seawald. Okay. To the Oakland A's. Oh no. For Tyler Soderstrom. Sodderstr- <laughs> so. So let let's let's look at this. Four years of Ty France, yep. three years of Marco, and yep. four years of Paul Sewald for nineteen year old Tyler Soderstrom, who's a good prospect.
0: Yeah, no, really good prospect. Really fine yes. player.
1: Top one hundred guy. Uh, but
0: but also like here's the thing to me doesn't
1: Marco start getting expensive next year, like in twenty twenty three? I think so. I'm not sure the, the exact breakdown. I think he's got like 3 million this year and then five yeah. next year. But I mean, that's a bargain for the A's. That's expensive. for the A's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know why the, the A's would be interested in Marco, first of all, but second of all, that, that is just way, way, way too much. And, um, it's kind of what you tweeted today, uh, from the, uh, control or no, from the on account that, uh, I just don't think that people understand where the Mariners are right now. (laughs) Right. This is a trade that pretty clearly shows that.
1: Yeah. And even if the Mariners weren't like, let's say the Mariners weren't ready to try and win next year. Ty France for Tyler Soderstrom doesn't make a lot of sense for Seattle. Even just those two guys alone. Soderstrom is 19. He just played in a ball. Uh, He's got 57 games at a ball. He's not coming up until at least 2023, probably 2024 is more realistic. And he, heck, even 2025 uh, is is yeah. my, it might be that long before he sticks. And you have Ty France for the next four years. And you know, Ty France is good. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So, and Ty France is what? 26 years old, 27 years old. So this trade just <laughs> doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. It's really um, stupid.
0: It's really stupid. I,
1: I have to assume the guy who made this trade is, is an A's fan. Um, yes, who just saw the Mariners kick their butt for nineteen games this year and was like, Well, I need to get some of those guys on my team. Um, but <laughs> this is this is a flat out stupid trade. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, trades are, are very hard to come up with. Trust us, we know. But this is just stupidity at its finest. I mean, this is this is, <laughs> yeah, not this is ridiculous. Awful. This this might be the worst trade I've ever seen on the website, and that's saying something. <laughs> um, it's it's that bad Ty France is 27 years old not 33 Marco's like 28 himself so what are we doing anyways
0: <laughs> there you go All right, let's get one more in here before we hit the break what do you do got that
1: bad, bad one or a good one
0: uh, let's uh let's alternate let's let's get a decent one in here
1: okay um so this is this is the big one that I found on the board today okay Harry right. Ford Mitch Hanniger. Mm-hmm. Julio Rodriguez. Oh. Oh. Brandon Williamson. Oh, my God. or Jose Ramirez, Zach Plisak, and Bradley Zimmer.
0: (sighs) I feel like Cleveland fans really overvalue Zach Plisak. He's Uh,
1: good. Yeah. But... He's a
0: four. He's, he's kind of Mike or a Leake. Three.
1: Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a four. Sometimes pitches like a three.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I to also wonder, like,
0: if they're. Tra- I also wonder if, like, and this is just general, generally speaking, about the the Jose Ramirez trade, which we talked about on yesterday's episode. Um, if you're trading Jose Ramirez, why would you want Mitch Haniger?
1: Yeah, because you know, if you're trying to win this year, you just keep Jose Ramirez and Zach police. Act, yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah. It's just like, like, I mean, like that's fine. That's an asset that they can flip, but
1: eh. right. And Cleveland has like, wanted, you know, major league pieces back in, in deals like yeah. this. So, like,
0: yeah. I just feel like if they're going to get a major league piece back from the Mariners on a trade like this, it's probably going to be Abraham Toro or Luis Torrens or someone like that. Someone that has some control
1: mm-hmm. or they're going to ask for Logan Gilbert. Yeah. Right. And so like the deal, like Harry Ford and Julio Rodriguez for Jose Ramirez. Like that's fine.
0: Like yeah, that, that makes sense.
1: That like that hurts, but it's, you know, it's yeah. Jose Ramirez. So yeah. Um, I, I would guess Seattle would say if you want Ford, then you're going to have to take uh, Hancock instead of instead of Julio. But if you really want Julio, then you're going to have to take like, instead of Ford, you're going to have to take Deloche Like I I don't think they're going to give up both in the same deal. But yeah, you know if they did, and it's where Jose Ramirez fine. And then it's Haniger and Williamson for Pleissack and Zimmer. I mean Pleissack still fairly young, so. It, I, I don't know if that makes sense for Cle- Cleveland either. Like, this is a really fun trade, and if it yeah. come if it came across the, the the tracker or whatever, you'd be like, "Wow, like, holy cow, that's going to take a while to break down." But I just think there's too many yeah. parts here that just they're just a little bit off, right? They're not awful, but they're just I, a, yeah, a tiny
0: bit. And obviously, the the, the Mariners yeah. are getting a perennial MVP candidate, but it's like the rest of the deal. I'm just eh, why that doesn't like why would they do that?
1: Bradley Zimmer's twenty nine and hasn't really f- figured it out yet. And Pleissack, like yeah. you said, he's he's a number four who sometimes pitches. And They like have a guys three. like that, like
0: yeah, uh, I mean, not, like
1: like is Chris Flexen that far off
0: from Zach Pleissack?
1: You know, yeah, I don't think so. But like, yeah. uh, it comes down to how, how you know how Seattle handles or feels about Pleissack and if they think they can get more from him. Uh, if this yeah. was Shane Bieber instead of Pleissack, then I would do this deal yeah and i would probably add a little bit more even to it but it's not so mm-hmm. uh like i said overall i think it's a pretty like it's a fun idea and it's it's a trade yeah. that was pretty carefully crafted i think it, it there was some thought that went into it i just think it's just a tiny bit off on both ends and so it's just it's a it's a no for me
0: all right well we got more trades on the way in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of lockdown mariners is brought to you by betonline.ag we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season and as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up don't forget to use promo code nfl100 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so let's uh, continue looking at these trades here, Colby. Uh, What else you got for me? All
1: right. um, Let's just go ahead and let's let's do a fun one. Here. Uh this is mm-hmm. a a, a three teamer. Um mm-hmm. now I'm only going to mention the Mariners side of things because that's all we care about. But this is a three teamer okay. between the Pirates, the Mets, and the Mariners. So Okay. At the end of the at the end of the day, when all the smoke settles, uh the Mariners will have traded Drew Steckenrider, Jake Fraley, and Emerson Hancock for okay. Brandon Nemo and JT Brubaker.
0: I mean, I like that. I like what they get back. Um, so, Emerson Hancock, Jake Fraley, and, and Drew Stecker. Yep.
1: That
0: feels pretty light to get Brandon Nemo and JT Brubaker back, but I like it.
1: <laughs> well, you got to remember there's three teams. So, yeah. The Mets, I would assume, are getting, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the Mets are getting. Uh, they're getting uh second rider and something from the pirates for Nemo. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's, it's fun. And I, I do, I, I would, I would bet pretty heavily that we see a, a three team deal that involves the Mariners uh, this winter. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something Jerry's done in the past. It's a creative way to address needs and all that stuff. Um, we talked about Nemo the other day, didn't we? Maybe on CTC. Yeah, we talked about him on our live show. Yeah, you know, uh, Friday. That's right, that's right. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 a fun player, and he certainly makes sense. But again, if if you're the Mets, right, why would you trade Brandon mm-hmm. Nimmo right now? Yeah, like you're you're and Why would you trade
0: him for Steckenrider Rider and whatever you would get from the Pirates? Because I mean, the Pirates aren't gonna. I would assume the Pirates are not giving up like a ton in this because well, what they're getting Jake Fraley and.
1: Uh, uh, they're getting Hancock I believe let me pull oh, okay. up let me pull it up real fast for future reference I will include the whole deal um, <laughs> it's kind of our preseason for but this yeah. too um, yeah so yeah so uh, the Mariners get Baker and Nemo the mm-hmm. Mets okay this is why they would do it the Mets get Brian Reynolds and Drew Steckmider oh. yeah no the Pirates get Hancock Fraley and uh, the catcher, Francisco Alvarez.
0: They're not trading Brian Reynolds for that.
1: You sure? Hancock and Alvarez are two top like 30 prospects. And they get Jake Fraley as a replacement? Eh. I don't know. I don't know. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I think the real question is, would the Mets trade Alvarez and Nemo uh, for, for Reynolds? And Steckenrider, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. The deal is, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's not terrible. There's definitely like a place to start there. Like yeah, it's not like I I would not discard that trade. Like like there's something to build on here with this.
1: Right. One. It's it's a good effort, particularly on a three team deal, which are difficult. Uh, more difficult than yeah. two teams trade. So uh good effort, yeah. good effort. And certainly, you know, a couple of players that are interesting to, to think about uh, in the, yeah. in the off season plan or just in general. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, let's, let's throw in a bad trade here. Um, all right. This is one I, I shared with you earlier on Twitter, but I, I think it's pretty funny. Um, this one has the Mariners trading uh, Luis Torrens, Nick mm-hmm. Markavichis and mm-hmm. JP Crawford Got to the lot. Tigers for fourth outfielder, Robbie Grossman and reliever <laughs> Michael Fulmer. So Ty, why don't you go ahead and have fun with this one? Because I, I, yeah, I mean, I just, like, I, I
0: like Robbie Grossman. Yeah. I like Michael Fulmer. Uh, I, I, I don't like him that much. <laughs>
1: right. and, that, and uh, see, that, that makes, it makes no sense uh, for Seattle.
0: It, it makes no sense. Um, Okay. JP Crawford's inclusion is obviously the big, big red flag here, right? Um, <laughs> because it's like, okay, you know, you got one of the best defensive shortstops in all of baseball, who is taking on a leadership role within your team, and and I'm sure if this is a Tigers fan uh, making this trade uh, proposal, I assume it is. Um, they they don't know that, but I mean. Yeah, you're not trading that for a year of Robbie Grossman and what, two years of Michael Fulmer, one year of Michael Fulmer,
1: yeah, um, who
0: is you know completely a reliever now. Uh, and then you add on top of that as well. Uh... <laughs> yeah, right. no, uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be saying no to this one.
1: Yeah, hard hard pass, um, and this is where you know pr- this is kind of proof that the baseball trade values their valuations are just they're not they're not accurate, they're not great uh, because yeah. they have this deal as nearly fair. Wow! Um, in fact, if they took out Luis Torrens, baseball trade values would say this deal was perfectly fair. So, according <laughs> to, according to their algorithm or whatever, Fulmer and Grossman for Crawford and Markavichus is perfectly fair it's not
0: i mean like mark Gavages is so inconsequential too because mark, like i don't think nick mark has any trade value right now
1: they have nick mark with a higher trade value than Luis trends so again, that's
0: ridiculous it is and
1: so <laughs> this is why again this is a good this is a good trade when you look at it you say well how baseball trade values is pretty good right like it's a good i mean it's fun sometimes but this is the trade I would show people to say, look, it's not anything that should be taken with any level of accuracy because it's ridiculous. Uh, anybody will tell you the opposite. Anybody who's pays attention would tell you the exact opposite of what baseball trade values is telling you about this trade. Like I said, it's fun. It's a fun tool, but be careful with it.
0: Yeah. All right. Any other trades here
1: before we uh, we hop off? Yeah. Two, two quick ones. Um, All right. This one I just saw, and I added at the very end of the list. Uh, Tom Murphy for Lou Trevino. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That was my reaction. Huh. Hmm. I mean, I'm not sure why. That's actually not that bad,
0: because Trevino's not been great the last couple years, right?
1: Mariner fans probably remember him as the guy who just couldn't get the Mariners out. I think he blew three or four (laughs) saves against Seattle this year. Uh, But no, he he hasn't been great, but he's not been bad. Like, he's a solid... Middle reliever tire. I got the numbers
0: for him right here. 318 ERA this year, uh, 378 FIP with 8.19 uh, K per nine and uh, 4.15 walks per nine. So not great. But of course, you know, I'm sure folks remember when, when, Lou, Trevi- when Lou Trevino was awesome in 2018. Uh, 292 ERA. I believe he was on the All Star team that year, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of worked under the assumption that Murphy could possibly get non-tendered this winter. Mm-hmm. So um, if you can get a pretty solid reliever in return for him, yeah. And I think the A's would probably be interested in, in Murphy as well because they're probably still going to try to be fairly competitive next year. And um, and he's affordable. And he's only going to cost Well, uh, the arbitration projections had him at what one point eight million dollars, one point seven million dollars, and I believe they had Trevino
1: at three point two. So yeah, there's some money to be saved here, and uh, yeah, yeah, Seattle gets a. You know, if if Trevino was a free agent, he probably gets six, seven million bucks on the open market. Like he's he's Mm -hmm. not he's not a closer or anything like that, but he's you know. If he's the fifth best guy in your bullpen, which is probably what he would be in Seattle's bullpen, you you have a really good bullpen. So, so uh, yeah, I I like that deal. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that's
0: probably that might be my favorite deal I've ever heard from Baseball Trade Values. (laughs)
1: Like in terms of like this, this works. This actually works. It makes some sense. Um, I I don't know if and uh, Baseball Trade Values has this as a basically a fair deal, one point six to one point five. So yeah, I, yeah I, I, I actually, I'm not, I like I'm not that sure, the, I'm not sure the A's would actually want Tom Murphy though. Cause they do have Sean Murphy. Um, so do they really need mm-hmm. a backup, but you know, they're going to lose Gums. Yeah. You don't have enough. You can never have enough catching depth. You know, Murphy yeah. crushes lefties still, so you can still use him and, and, you know, Oakland's not afraid to use guys in the DH and all that stuff. So, and again, yeah. Trevino's a non tender candidate. I don't think he's going to get non tender, but. $3 million for a reliever is pretty expensive for Oakland. So, yeah, definitely a possibility. All yeah. right. Uh, last one. This is fun because it includes a player that I like and a player I know you like, but the, mm. the prices would cause me to pause. But here's the deal. Mariners get okay. Byron Buxton yep. Mitch Garver. Oh, okay. For Emerson Hancock, Matt Brash, Jake Fraley, and Taylor Trammell. Mm.
0: That makes you pause um,
1: only because I don't, think, I don't think that's super off. No, uh, actually fun. note. Uh, baseball trade values has this as the Mariners getting 37.9 points of value and the twins getting mm-hmm. 38.8. So basically a tie.
0: Sure. The, the, the one concern that I have is that you're trading a lot of resources for a couple of guys that while very good when they're healthy, are typically not available. <laughs> are <healthy.
1: laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's why it gives me pause. Cause you know, yeah. I love Byron Buxton. Yeah. But, and I, I said, I'm willing to give up Emerson Hancock for him, mm. but am I willing to give up Hancock and Trammell Brash
0: and Hancock Trammell? And
1: Fraley? Cause see, I kind of look at it as, as Brad, it's like Brash and let's say Fraley. For Garver, right? And that basically sure. lines up with the value chart. So then the other side of it is Tremel and Hancock for Buxton. It's like, am I willing to give up mm-hmm. both? I'm willing to give up, I'm willing to go Hancock. And I think that's, that's pretty aggressive, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm willing to do that.
0: Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those I'd, ones that- I'd probably say no. I'd probably yeah. say no, but. I don't think it's super off in terms of valuation. I really don't
1: no I, Like I said, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty good trade in, in terms of like they thought it through and it makes sense for both sides. Um, yeah. But I just, you know, for me personally, like if this comes across the ticker, am I devastated? No, because I love Byron Buxton no. and, and Garber when he's healthy, he's a huge upgrade at catcher for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do I want to lose Brash and Hancock? No, I, I don't. But am I going to let that stop me? Cause I, I really don't care that much about Fraley Um, yeah. and while I root for Taylor Trammell and I'll continue to root for him no matter where he goes, he's a great dude. He did have a down year and it, it is going to hurt his trade yeah. value. So yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's something I could live with, but I just, but is there any way we could not put Matt Brash and Hancock in this deal? <laughs> is there somebody besides Brash that maybe you would like nearly as well? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Like it's one of those trades. If it comes across the the ticker or you get the tweet notification that they made that trade, you would be like, huh? Like, good. I'm like, like, cool. Again, yeah. it, it's, and just to wrap this up, cause I know we got to go, but just overall, just a general piece of advice for Mariner fans. And, and you guys, and you listening can remind me of this when I go off the rails at some point, this off season, focus on what the Mariners <laughs> get back in a trade, not what they yeah. gave up. Yeah. Just remember that.
0: Yep. And I'm sure we're going to totally contradict ourselves when it actually happens.
1: You guys, you call (laughs) us out on that. All right. You listening to this, you call us out on that. um, And we'll call you out on that when, when it inevitably flips because it's hard to do that. It really is. Because you got to be reactionary, especially in our business. But always remember the important thing is not what you gave up. It's what you got back. And did that work for you? Because if it works for you, then you don't care what you gave up because it worked for you. It was worth it for you. So always remember that. Well, on that note, that's going to do
0: it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at C Pad 11 that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making Locked On Mariners your first listen of the day every day. We will see you tomorrow. Now, make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB, where Paul Francis sullivan and please call him sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues president pass it's free and available on all platforms have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow